Shalom, everyone. Welcome. We are Fiery Faith Ministries. I'm glad you can be here tonight. I'm James. And I'm Lee. And we are just so glad to be here again with our Thursday presentation. This has been an ongoing mini-series. The six days, I'm sorry, yeah, seven days of creation <laughs> and the seven trumpets of revelations. And of course, we are on day six and this one is going to be a part one and two. A uh, lot to go through tonight, a lot that we uncovered and found and excited to share it with you. So thank you for joining us mm-hmm. live or if you're watching this later on. Welcome, Ben. Great to see you. Shalom and Dan. Great to have you two with us tonight. Anyone else out there? Welcome. And may this be a blessing for you. Mm-hmm. We have really uncovered a lot of interesting things with this series, and it is amazing how many connections can be made together between the days of creation and those ending days of revelation, the seven trumpets that have yet to come. Kind of goes in reverse order. Yeah, you have mentioned that before, and it is really interesting to see just how they connect and even the things that are kind of coming to fruition. And as we are studying this out, uh, things are just continuing to be shown and revealed. And that's what the father does. He reveals things to us in his time when we are seeking him and his word and his wisdom, he reveals what we need to know. And so it is such a joy to be able to look at different topics in the scripture. And this one has really been a fun one to do. So much information. It it really, like you said, it's like peeling the layers back to an onion. And and even, you know, as much information as there is out there and much connections, you it would be a five hour long <laughs> per episode if, if we covered everything. So I, I pull in the high points, I guess you could say. Yeah, we were trying to keep each day each trumpet to one show, but there's just so much, especially in this one that well, we in the really needed trumpet, to break it up. Right. Like I separated it out to a part one and a part two. So that part two is pretty much going to be going over the seven thunders. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Welcome Judy and Kevin. Great to see both of you. Hope you all are having a great week. We're inching closer to Shabbat and we are really looking forward to that time that set apart rest that the father made for us. Right. Well, let's get into it. All right. So as usual. Shalom, Sherry. Great to see you as well. We start off with the day of creation and we are in the sixth day. So we're going to start in Genesis 21. I'm sorry. Genesis 1, 24. And Elohim said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And Elohim made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind. And Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing 
that creeps upon the earth. So Elohim created man in his own image. In the image of Elohim created he him. Male and female created he them. And there you have the two genders that there are in existence. There's only two. That's right. And only will ever be. Verse 28, And Elohim blessed them, and Elohim said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And Elohim said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for food, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And Elohim saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Beautiful. It really is. And of course, everything he made was for good. Now, man and over the years have twisted and corrupted things. Maybe they don't, they aren't represented as good, but everything that Yah made was good and is good. That's right. Shalom, Jennifer. Glad to see you, sister. And I really love that verse in 26. And Elohim said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. That's plural. <laughs> hint, hint. So I wanted to look at, I like to, we like to dig into the words. And the next slide, here we go, is create. That word create, bara, which is, I pulled up the Brown Driver Briggs. It's the same number in Strong's. Brown Driver Briggs for me goes into a little uh, further into the depth of the word, I feel like. Um, and you can find that out, H1254. And I love to create, it's to shape or form of heaven and earth, of individual man, of new conditions and circumstances. All of that happened to be created of heaven and earth. It's a birth of something new, of miracles. It was a miracle when that happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love that. And then you see here, to make yourselves fat, to, to, and we'll see in the next one, but what that means to, to make yourselves fat. That's in interesting. That, I had never thought of that yes, word yes, to represent making When we look fat. at the paleo on the next screen, create, this is the paleo uh, and you can see the picture over on the right, bara. It's the fattening or filling up of something. And if you keep reading, you see it's the filling of the earth in Genesis 1 with the sun, moon, plants, animals, etc. And the filling of man with life and the image of Yah. How mm. beautiful is that? That's the, what that create is. And um, looking at that paleo, looking at that Hebrew We've got the Beit, the Resh, and the Aleph. 
So the bait is the tent or the house. The resh is the head or authority. And the aleph is Yahweh. So what we came up with was Yahweh, the head of authority, fills the house. And we are the house. We are the tabernacle now, right? He filled us. That's what it meant to uh, to make yourselves fat or to be, you know, fattened or filled up. We are filled up with the breath of Yah. When he put that breath into us, he filled us and made us alive. Made us Very living. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love the paleo. Just getting a deeper understanding. The wisdom is really revealed within it. Mm-hmm. Just so amazing what you can learn. Well, let's keep learning and look at the word image. Welcome, Tammy. Great to have Shalom. you here. So glad to see you. Image in Brown Driver Briggs is H6754 Salem. In it, we see its image. It can be likeness or resemblance. Um, and I think that was from here. You, you also see image. We know images can be false images. So, and, and I found it interesting. It said of tumors, mice, and heathen heathen gods. And that's going to tie in a little later uh, to some scripture that I've got and some other things that we're going to show how man has been defiled. We've defiled ourselves with many things. But let's look at the paleo in this. Yeah, tumors and mice. I would have not put with the word image. <laughs> yes. So in the paleo, we see it's a zade, a lamed, and a mim. And you see here that the image is from the dark shadow of a deep place, an outline or a representation of an original. And we are made in his in their image, in our image, it says, right? Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting is that zade is a man laying on his side. And immediately in my mind, I came to the scene when, um, or the part where Yahweh puts Adam to sleep to remove the rib. He he was laying on his side. Like to me, I saw so many things in this. The shepherd's mm-hmm. hook, the shepherd, that's our father. The water is amniotic fluid. It's water uh, where birth comes from, where we're birthed from, what we're, you know, carried for nine months in our mother's womb. Although this first man and woman, he he formed them from the clay and the dust and breathed life into him. So he birthed man, basically. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So researchers revive abandoned technique in an effort to make artificial human eggs in a test tube. Uh. It just made me sick finding this, but this is, you know, Yah has made this miracle in this creation. And what do we do? We defile it and, and, or not us, but man defiles it because again, man's trying to play Yah, trying to be God. Yeah, everything in that statement just sounds wrong. Oh, keep reading. It gets worse. In a little-noticed study published earlier this year, scientists from Oregon Health and Science University reported the birth of three mouse pups that had been created with a never-before-used recipe for reproduction. Using a common cloning technique, researchers removed the genetic material from one female's eggs and replaced them with nuclear DNA from the skin cells of another Then, with a novel chemical cocktail, 
they nudge the eggs to lose half their new sets of chromosomes and fertilize them with male sperm, that chimera. Right. And they're doing this with human embryos, too. And reading this, it doesn't go into that detail, um, but it just makes you wonder. And, and chimera immediately comes to mind. It's a great point, Tammy. The rib is symbolic. It is. Did he remove the DNA from that rib? Very good point. I would imagine, yes, he, he would. And we see here that man is trying their best to do the same. <laughs> trying to recreate it. And reading it, it immediately took me to Isaiah 66, 17. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abomination and the mouse shall be consumed together, says Yahuwah. And that word consume, I wish I'd have put a slide in here and I intended to, but I forgot. But that word consumed, when you look it up in the Hebrew, uh, I believe it means to replace or extinguish or uh, destroy not just to eat it, but mm -hmm. in this, it is not, it, it could be using these things, these methods to basically destroy human DNA, you know, because look, they're going to be creating it themselves. Well, I'd say just in the last 20 years, the, the breakthrough and the manipulation of all kinds of DNA, we won't go down that one, but it's definitely ramped up and the technology has just exploded and it's quite fearful <laughs> fearing what yeah. they're capable of doing and what will happen you know well and you see here it, it's got some bioethicist ethicists worried and if they're worried yeah. it's really got to be bad yeah just like the creators of ai you know they're worried about what ai can do that's not a good sign when yeah. the creators and inventors of something are worried what will happen right Howdy, Betty. Shalom. Welcome. So, yeah, they're, they worry that this IBG could, which is a new era of the, the eugenics, these scenarios where prospective parents could create large number of embryos and then using genetic tools to select the best one and kill the rest, you know, uh, just sounds terrible. You know, growing up seeing movies of the future this is what they were showing well go to but the next screen we we'll are there that. now you know we are yeah. now in that we future are in time. that future time it has arrived yep and this next one and this really reminded me of the matrix just talking it about is. all this there that was an article of you know having immortality by being by this transhumanism uh, movement that started. Um, and also you can see here, this lab exists. The world's first artificial womb facility, Ectolife, will be able to grow 30,000 babies a year. It, they have the lab and they're working on it. I don't know that they're there yet. I mean, I know that they're not, or we've not, what I mean is we've not been told if they're actually sure. doing this yet, but Ectolife is a real thing. You can look it up uh, and uh, they've got a whole website and everything like that. So you can 
grow your designer babies uh, at this lab. They can grow 30,000 babies a year. And that is not what Yahweh wants. Oh no, it's totally messing. Yah made with him and each of us unique. To think that there's eight billion people on the earth, and yet we all have a different fingerprint. That's right. That is uniqueness. Well, this will not be uniqueness. Exactly. This yeah. will allow you to customize exactly, remove all the the look frowned upon characteristics, and just have a in what people would presume as a perfect child. Yeah. And I don't want to live forever. Like this whole thing of transhumanism that's so that you can, you know, never ever die. It's disturbing. They want to live forever because they know judgment comes for them. Uh, Ben's got a good comment here that they've admitted to Microsoft has a bio hard drive, creating a bio hard drive. Well, we know what Elon Musk is up to. Um, with the chips, I read, I think it was this last week about some kind of chip that they, uh, another monkey or something like that, that they were, a, it was able to use its mind to play a game or something mm -hmm. like without any, I know it, the first one was the monkey could play the game pong with yeah, its mind. Now it's something that's even baby more steps, advanced. but you're just thinking, how long was this in the works before they finally decided, okay, now we can tell the public about it. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. There's definitely. so much that we don't know and we won't know uh, because it's way more sinister and it would really probably cause a big fuss if people really knew what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Tammy says here, do you think these man-made creations are part of what will make men's hearts to fail them? When they come upon the earth. That's very, very good possibility. Um, and you even had an interesting thing about that when we get to yeah, the Yeah, so when I think of this, I also think of the scripture, you know, men will seek death and cannot find it. That's definitely Is that going to be related to this? Because there's so much machine robot. In their body. They can't die. And I also think of movies like The Surrogate, where, you know, people grow old and become disabled but yet they're able to have these young machine bodies that they just sit in this pod and they can go live life, you know, through these machines. Right. And so while they're aging, all of this stuff is starting to come to fruition. And it's, it's quite well, scary. <laughs> remember that Robin Williams movie, the robot where he was the robot the bicentennial, bicentennial yeah. man. And he finally, you know, opted to finally want to pass away because he had outlived everyone and everything. Yeah, he saw all of his loved ones yeah. die and how heartbreaking that was. Mm -hmm. This is a good one as well from Jennifer. They are afraid of death because they don't want to face judgment. Right. And I love uh, the first statement. Yeah, to live in Christ is to die. To is, die is to gain. gain. Because mm -hmm. we, we gain getting to go home like i don't want to live forever and and it's not going to happen even for these people that think it's going to happen it's just not going to happen the way that they think so and ben you are right they have been cloning for years i actually had a really good friend of mine that worked at uh that went to school for genetics and he was out in arizona and had a grant and they were actually he was actually on the team that cloned the sheep and mm. that was 
20 plus years ago when that happened. And that and was it, very controversial. It was when that very happened. controversial, but now it's been desensitized and everybody's like, Oh, what's, what's the new clone, yeah. you know, creature they're coming out with. It's well, no big deal. They're probably impregnating women with mouse sperm. Like <laughs> it's just terrifying. Uh, cryptids. Yes. Cryptid cryptids. Yes. And there's a lot in the, if you're searching for truths out there, you'll you'll read a lot about that as well. Definitely. Who knows what all that there is? I found this off of uh, one of Dr. Pigeon's uh, blogs. It's dated 6/20 of 2018. So this was before we got hit with the CV. This was before mm. a lot of people were really talking so much about Chimera. So it's. If you're interested, I've got the link here. You can go read. It's a wonderful blog. It was very interesting. Um, he says here, before we get too far into this discussion, we should probably get an idea about this word chimera. According to one definition, a chimera in Greek mythology is a fire-breathing female monster with a lion's head that we talk about soon and a goat's body and a serpent's tail. Although Merriam-Webster tells us that it also means a hybrid creation or create a hybrid created through fusion of a sperm and an egg of two different species. And the next scripture goes along with it that I pulled out of his this blog. It's very interesting. We'll remember this female monster, this chimera, when we get into our Revelations read. And just recently in the last couple Torah portions, we have been reading how we are not to mix and mingle uh, between the nations and their abominations, not to mix and mingle the cattle and the different beasts, right. not and to even mix and, and mingle articles of clothing, wool and linen. There is a reason there is that these are reason. not to be mingled. And so we're seeing that more and more, especially with these chimera species. Right. So I'll let you read Jasher. Okay, these are fun names. I know. That's Jasher 36, 28 through 32. And the sons of Cheval were Alin, Makanach, Yival, Shefin, Anam, and the sons of Zivon were Aya and Anna. This was that. Anna, who found the Yemin in the wilderness when he fed the asses of Sivan, his father. And while he was feeding his father's asses, he led them to the wilderness at different times to feed them. And there was a day that he brought them to one of the deserts on the seashore opposite the wilderness of the people. And while he was feeding them, behold, a very heavy storm came from the other side of the sea and rested upon the asses that were feeding there, and they all stood still. And afterward, about 120 great and terrible animals came out from the wilderness at the other side of the sea, and they all came to the place where the asses were, and they placed themselves there. And those animals, from their middle downward, were the shape of the children of men, and from their middle upward, some had the likeness of bears, and some the likeness of kephas, with tails behind them, from between their shoulders, reaching down to the earth, like the tails of the deshephoth. 
And these animals came and mounted and rode upon those asses and led them away. And they went away to this day. Wow. I'm with Ben. I can't even imagine. I don't even know what some of these <laughs> animals are. I got to Google them and see if it lets me know. But wow, that's an amazing passage well, that you don't learn in church. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't hear that. Just the fact that they were human from the waist down and something else from the waist up would definitely be scary enough, regardless exactly. of what it, it is. It really <laughs> reminds me of, you know, all the Egyptian gods. They were basically, you know, men from the waist down and some kind of creature from the waist up. Right. Exactly. Catherine Shalom, sister. It Very does true. remind you of Narnia. You know, it's just a fairy tale. It's just a story, but it's is not. It? <laughs> it's Where did real. these ideas come from? You might wonder. Well, yeah. we can find it in a lot of these hidden books. That's why they are so special. So thankful to have books like Jasher and Jubilees and Enoch. Some of these incredible books that yeah. have been removed from most translations of the Bible. Well, they were put away for a time such as this. And That's we true. are we are there and now. And that time is now. <laughs> and I would say if you've not read these books, you should. And I'm mm -hmm. sure everyone that's here has, but if not, you should. They're on you can get them on the Sefer app, actually. So so another hidden book, one of our favorites, Jubilees, chapter five, one through four. Ben's uh, right with us, right at right. That's exactly what we're reading, Ben. You're yeah. you're there in the we're days there. of Noah. Yep, in the days of Noah. Perfect timing. Shalom, proclaim Yahweh truth. Yeah, great to see you. Great to see you. And it came to pass when the children of men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them, that the angels of Elohim saw them on a certain year of this jubilee, that they were beautiful to look upon. And they took themselves women of all whom they chose, and they bore unto them sons, and they were the Nephilim. And iniquity increased on the earth, and all flesh corrupted its way, alike men and cattle and beasts and birds and everything that walks on the earth. All of them corrupted their ways and their orders, and they began to devour each other. And iniquity increased on the earth, and every imagination of the thoughts of all men was thus evil continually. And Elohim looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, and all flesh had corrupted its orders, and all that were upon the earth had wrought all manner of evil before his eyes. And he said that he would destroy man and all flesh upon the face of the earth which he had created. Wow, and it is such a time as this. Shalom, Annette. So glad to have you here. Welcome. So that is exactly the time that we're living right now. Everything is corrupted again, all over again. Uh, the beast and the birds and everything that walks on the earth, all of them corrupted their ways and their orders. The order that Yahweh has given to all of us has been corrupted and you see that agenda being pushed in everything right now it is mm -hmm. to continually defile his order to spit in his face and it's not going to be allowed to uh, continue a whole lot longer i don't believe we're I mean, in that 90 seconds to midnight exactly we're getting close and it was destroyed once when men thought evil continually and it feels like it's getting there again. Oh, you can feel it, it will happen again. It yeah. not by water, 
but it will destruction and judgment will come upon the earth again. Right. Well, and we're we're in those times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can remember when we ordered our set for Tammy and started reading those extra biblical books. And wow, it was just amazing. Some of them felt like we were reading the newspaper. You know, it's such That's current exactly events it. like uh, Second Ezra or, yeah. or Second Baruch. You know, some of those are just incredible that uh, are very eye opening and never had heard anything <laughs> like that in, in our time. Right. Shalom, Tyler. Glad yeah, great to, to have, have you as well. Welcome. Mm -hmm. All right. We need to move to the next slide. Wow. We're into now we're moving into the sixth trumpet. So. Those were just a, we, we saw his beautiful creation. We saw some examples of how man corrupted, defiled, um, and is in the, in the process of that corruption and, and defilement. Um, it's a daily thing. If you watch the news at all, which we, we try not to, we don't even have cable just because you don't, you, you have to be in charge of what goes in your eyes and ears. You know, I'm not saying hide from it. We should be watchmen on the wall, but we definitely don't have to expose ourselves to their corruption all the time. It's there. I promise you it's there and it's still gross. And don't <laughs> be consumed by it. Don't let it overcome you no because fear. it can really be a distraction. It can be stressful, you know, just to constantly watch what's going on, you know, definitely take it in doses. If, if you are wanting That's to what I do. keep up with <laughs> it, you small know, small doses here, the, and there. the news just wants to shove it down your throat 24 hours well, a day. And all that's a lie. And so. that's not healthy. And that's not how we stay focused on y'all. All right. I'll read this first page and you can read the next okay. one. Okay. In revelations nine thirteen through 16, and the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before Elohim, saying to the sixth angel, which had the shofar, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Peroth, which is also known as the Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year. For to slay the third part of men and the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. And I heard the number of them. Mm. 17 through 21. And thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men, which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, 
nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications, nor of their thefts. And that's where we're going to go to in this part. And we will finish the rest. We'll cover the rest of the six trumpets next week. It was just, just with this alone <laughs> was enough really for me to go for three hours. So and I have to reel myself. I want to show this picture again. Now that we've read through the entire scripture here, this is a very interesting photo. I don't know how accurate it is, but <laughs> it seemed pretty accurate according to the scripture. And, what a frightening beast that is. And it also reminds me of scriptures we've already gone through in Revelations. You know, the, uh, the locusts with teeth like lions or tails of scorpions that will sting. And, you know, just all these things are starting to kind of connect and remind me of one another. Well, and remember what we read from Dr. Pigeon's post about the chimera mm -hmm. and exactly. that uh, scripture there is exactly what we see here on the, the next page where it described that's exactly what was listed was um, I lost it. Oh, heads of lines, uh, body of a horse, head of go. a lion, tail of a serpent with even a head on it. You know, I'm thinking this could possibly be Yaw's, created chimera to destroy the chimeras of man yeah i mean and there's several other things this this could be a foreshadowing of but that's a very real possibility that would definitely make men's hearts fail them to see definitely. that <laughs> that that's that's a little scary so the the idols uh where it was discussing the, the last part of that. They, they are not sorry for their idols. We see that idol worship now. You know, you see them getting Hollywood, getting their, their Oscars. And you see, uh, I noticed in the coronation, them handing out these medals. And, you know, the, we even see it in, you know, the Catholic Church and their worship of different symbols and idols. Um, so I wanted to add in, in Psalms 1, 15, 4 through 7, their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They, they have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. These idols we see everywhere. You see it in everything um, on TV, in these ceremonies and rituals, I call them, that they go through, that they air for everyone to see on, on TV and in magazines and everywhere. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's why you don't watch mainstream media. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, you know, watch. I wanted to see parts of the coronation just to see. And, and it's full of this. It was full of all of this and full of a lot of stuff. In Daniel 5.23, 
but have lifted up yourself against the Adonai of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your princes, your women and your concubines have drunk wine in them, and you have praised the Elohim of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know, and LOI in whose hand your breath is and whose are all your ways have you not glorified his our breath is in his hand and man forgets that because they're so full of pride and arrogance you know they make these idols of silver and gold with the works of their hands like they did anything on their own like they had any of that talent on their own but yah gives us free will and he's a let he allows each person to make their course to make their decision we can choose to let him be our leader or we can forge ahead and make our own idols and see how that's going to work out and people don't realize that these idols are deaf dumb and blind yeah. they can't do anything for you our god our yah is alive our elohim is full of wonder and miracles yeah why would you want to trade that for an idol that's can't hear that can't see can't do anything they think what you get in this world is all you get you know they want it now you know what was that one commercial it's my money and i want it now jg wentworth or something like that the fast fast food you know generation where we're just wanting it as soon as possible we're not patient and willing to take the time for it to be worthwhile. Yah's time is not our time. He is the creator of time and beyond time. So we have to realize that just because we want something now, we may not get it now. And I think a lot of men can't wait. So they make their own idols. You know, it's the same as what happened at the, uh, as Moshe went up to get the 10 words, right? The 10 Devarim. He was gone for too long and they were like, well, we'll just make our own God. Yeah, they could hardly wait 40 yeah. days. And yes, Judy's right. The definition of insanity, what we're seeing all around the world, trying the same thing, expecting a different result. Wickedness is definitely increasing and we're seeing it on a daily basis. It's just multiplying I think um, I can't remember. In new I and just different heard ways. It. Yeah, that there's a scripture that basically says, you know, evil will be invented. The the evil won't be good enough for man anymore. So they're going to have to create and invent new evils. Yeah. And we're at that point where we're just trying to raise the bar, take it up to the next level. And I love the verse from Proclaim Yahweh's Truth. And I actually have it. I looked it up and it's one of my highlighted verses. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. That's right. And for most people that don't have the Ruach within them, if there's if you're not full, if your Ruach 
if you are not full with the Ruach HaKodesh, you, you are an empty vessel for those principalities that are around us all the time. They, they are circling. They're demonic forces <laughs> that want to jump in. They need a vessel. So that's why we have to make sure our vessel is filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, that we're in the word, we're in the scripture. Our eyes are on the Father. We have the love of Yahushua HaMashiach so that there's no way that we can be jumped by one of those because that's what's happening. You can literally see demons now. I mean, I, I watch certain, when I do watch things and you see people speaking and the things that they speak and the, the way that they're speaking and the things that they're saying, you can see in them that they're overtaken by demonic forces, that they're possessed, that yeah, not, they're not natural human movements or no, uh, vocal or, distortion, all kinds of things. Just it, it can give you the chills really just watching it because it's not, it's not human. It's not of, and I man. think that's where we're, father is giving us that ability now he's opening our eyes where well, our eyes are open but they're being opening opened even further yes tammy's right dead mm -hmm. eyes the eyes are dead and you run into people like that out in when you have to go out in the world which we try not to do that much but it get, it makes a chill go right up your spine I mean, to just to hear certain things and, and it could even just be a basic conversation and I can still just get a chill like, oh, my goodness, I realize right now that this person doesn't have the Ruach in them at all. That it's something else. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have to be in the word. We have to be together. We have to be iron sharpening iron. We got to gather. We got to talk about these things. We got to think about it. Then we got to go tell other people because we need as many as possible to be able to see and discern what's actually happening. You know, I think when we're that light on the hill, when we're filled with the, the Ruach, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit, yeah. we, we won't have those dark eyes, the dead eyes. We don't have that darkness overcoming us. We're full of light and people will see that. They'll feel that. They'll know that. They will be drawn to it. Yeah. Let's get to the next one. I like that. Omnipotent and omnipresent. That's right. He can be everywhere. Mm -hmm. Our brains can't even understand that. Shalom, Myra. Yeah, welcome. And that's another and reason Donna. we don't go out much because we try to stay away from that boxed food. Yeah, we don't do that. Although we have to pray, pray even over produce now. I know everyone mm -hmm. sees the, the news and... Um, watches different YouTubers that speak truth. You, you find out that they're really trying to get these things in us, even through salad, like lettuce. If you can grow stuff, grow stuff. If you can grow, even if you just do um, seeds, what is, what is it? Sprouting, sprout, mm -hmm. do sprouts. Anybody can, you can grow sprouts anywhere. I'm just saying, if you can grow anything on your own, do that. Um, Hopefully this year our garden will do better. Last year it was, it was, tough it was last year. It, nothing would grow. Everything died. Now this year we're having to battle our chickens eating our garden. <laughs> Shalom does say Donna and yeah, Lisa. Welcome Hi, Donna Lisa. and welcome Lisa. Great yeah. to have you both. All right, let's move along. 
All right. Another passage from Jubilees. Yeah, I love Jubilees. I'm going through Jubilees again. Um, every year I try to go back through and back through. And this jumped out at me as well for fitting with this. I think mm -hmm. I was even kept telling you when you come down from work, was like, oh, my gosh, this is in Jubilees. Look at this. And we love Jubilees because it, it really fills in some gaps, some missing details that we have within the Torah. And so it just really helps expand on it. And this helps us understand, you know, they lose the four demonic angels are released, loosed from underneath the Parath, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to pull this in because I just really felt like this really explains to us who all of these principalities are, these demonic forces. Some are locked up, some are not. Who are they? So here we go. Jubilees 10, 1 through 6. And in the third week of this jubilee, the unclean devils began to lead astray the children of the sons of Noach and to make to err and destroy them. And the sons of Noach came to Noach, their father, and they told him concerning the devils which were leading astray and blinding and slaying his son's sons. And he prayed before Yahweh Elohenu and said, Elohim of the Rukoth of all flesh, who has shown mercy unto me and has saved me and my sons from the waters of the flood and has not cursed me to perish as you did the sons of perdition. For your grace has been great towards me and great has been your mercy to my soul. Let your grace be lift up, my sons, upon my sons, and let not wicked Rukoth rule over them, lest they should destroy them from the earth. But do you bless me and my sons, that we may increase and multiply and replenish the earth? And you know how your watchers, the fathers of these Rukoth, acted in my day. And as for these Rukoth, which are living, imprison them and hold them fast, in the place of condemnation and let them not bring destruction on the sons of your servant, my Elohim, for these are malignant and created in order to destroy and let them not rule over the Rukoth of the living for you alone can exercise dominion over them and let them not have power over the sons of the righteous from henceforth and forevermore. So we see a little, little bit of who it is that we are even dealing with because this is after the flood when he's dealing with more of these demon Nephilim. Mm -hmm. And that's and there right. There was this comment yeah. from Ben, you know, back in the day we used to watch ghost shows and no. Things like that, thinking that, oh, it's a little girl or yeah, this, this family's dead grandmother. But come to find out, it is just the evil spirits, the spirits of the Nephilim, uh, of the giants still roaming. So be mm -hmm. careful and do not try to mix and mingle to communicate with those. Because you're communicating with the devil if you're communicating <laughs> with with. Uh what you think is a ghost. So picking up in verse seven of Jubilees 10 and Yahuwah Eloheinu bade us to bind all. And the chief of the Rukoth, Mastima came and said, Yahuwah creator, let some of them remain before me and let them hearken to my voice 
and do all that I shall say unto them. For if some of them are not left to me, I shall not be able to execute the power of my will on the sons of men. For these are for corruption and leading astray before my judgment. For great is the wickedness of the sons of men. And he said, Let the tenth part of them remain before him, and let nine parts descend into the place of condemnation. And one of us, he commanded, that we should teach Noach all their medicines, for he knew that they would not walk in uprightness, nor strive in righteousness. And we did according to all his words, all the malignant evil ones we bound in the place of condemnation, and the tenth part of them we left, that they might be subject before Satan on the earth. And we explained to Noach all the medicines of their disease, together with their seductions, how he might heal them with herbs of the earth. And I love, I love these verses in mm-hmm. a way because we see that for every disease that there is or affliction, that there is something here in herbs on this earth that heals it. And that is just fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. Our medicine Mm -hmm. comes from our father's creation. So looking here, breaking down some of the scripture, now that we know who it is that's left behind, um, the part of the scripture, loose the four angels, they're fallen and demonic, which are bound in the great river Parath, which is the Euphrates. The river Parath was one of the four rivers mentioned in Genesis as one of the four rivers that flowed out of the Garden of Eden and has been known as the cradle of civilization. It was lush and beautiful, green, absolutely nothing like what it's like now. Currently, the Euphrates is dried up. It started in 2022, I believe. Also, there are four countries that sit on the Euphrates River, that being Iraq, Iran, Syria, and Turkey. Is it possible that World War III is the sixth trumpet that begins, and does it begin here? We know in Ezekiel 38 that we were told that Magog, Magog which is some believe, and I believe modern day, I don't know, not, why, not it said, I don't know why it said Moderna, what in the world? <laughs> modern day Russia um, would unite with a group of nations. So Russia unites with Iraq, Iran, Syria, and Turkey. We do see that now. These nations will uh, unite against Israel and try to destroy them. We see that now. Although these nations are just part of that conflict, the U.S. is in conflict with Iran already now, and Russia and have a, and now against Russia as well as a strained relationship with China. So it's not just going to be those four countries um, because the number that it adds up to, it, it's going to involve and affect the entire world. And the meanwhile, these sins of man compound and grow more every day. There is no repentance. There is no humility. Everyone wants to rule the world world and this world war will impact every nation wow donna's got a good one here learning to live by faith and obedience 
is the answer to good health. It is eating clean, resting on Shabbat, like all the things that they're that we are told to do. Flower power. That's right. And all the herbs, the, the bearing seed, what Yah made for good. Right. I've I grow peppermint. I've got plantain drying. I'm using blackberry leaves. Like there's so many things. Once you start looking, it's just amazing what there is there. Mm -hmm. And this is awesome too. Ben says a flood of water has opened in the desert, refilling an ancient river. You know, there's many scriptures through the prophets and things talking about how, you know, Yahuwah will open up the deserts. He will, you know, create streams uh, and streams rivers in the desert. through the dry river or through the dry desert. I'm sorry. We can see that being fulfilled. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. They have been restrained for a specific purpose and time in history to slay a third part of men. Our world population as of November 15, 2022 was 8 billion people. One third of 8 billion people is 2 billion. And then you see all these sixes, right? I found that number very interesting. <laughs> the number of man. Yes. The number of the beast. Look at that. And the the 200,000 thousand army is a 200 million army mm -hmm. 200 million strong army like that is wow and i think we know of a few places that actually at this time could have that number you know well this nations. will be the army that comes i know i'm them. just saying there's even nations that could possibly have yeah i couldn't get any information on how many russia of course you can't they don't want you to know how big anybody's army china's are. probably there yeah so looking at the breastplates of fire jacinth and brimstone totally amazing the breastplate is divine truth shining forth and protection to the vital organs symbolically portraying Yahweh's attitude of this judgment. The day of judgment is in my heart. The jacinth forms one of the foundations in New Jerusalem. How that it cannot be a mistake at all or a coincidence that that's also on their breastplate, that that's part of what they're in. Um, their foundations, their foundations in Yah. Yah. The brimstone judgment rained down on Sedum and Amora, Sodom, which is Sodom and Gomorrah, and all the circle of the Ardon and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. So brimstone, we know, is judgment. We, we know that. We've seen it. The fathers used that before. These angels are fallen angels and they're demonic, but they're doing the will of the father in this situation. It is, mm -hmm. it is his order and his order will happen regardless of what we think that we're doing to control it. I just found it very interesting, the symbology here and looking back at the verses uh, where we discuss the animal and the fire that they breathe and the brimstone and the smoke that kills uh, one thing that I've researched and looked out, uh, a prophet said, or a, a person that I guess had had a vision about the this very battle, 
was that those were the big uh, planes or helicopters that are fitted to shoot fire out or send nuclear bombs out or these hypersonic missiles like the fire shooting out of them. I mean, that was just one thing that they thought they saw, which I found very interesting um, mm -hmm. that, that World War III could possibly be that sixth trumpet. And we do know the time that we're in right now prophetically in the sixth, almost into the, well, we're in the 6,000th year, right? Almost there. Almost there. Very, very close. 30 seconds away <laughs> to midnight. 30 seconds away. So I broke down hour and day. Um, the month and the year broke down to exactly that. But what I found interesting when looking in Strong's under hour for this specifically in this verse, uh, using that verse, and you can do that in the, what's it called? I can't even think. E-sword? Yep, E-sword. So you can click and find out exactly what that word is there. It's G5610 for hour, and I, I found it interesting that it's not just hour, day, or hour, instant. It's a season, and we we know that this is a season. We are in that season now. And the day broke down to um, all of these things. Of course, it broke down. It's the whole 24 hours. It's between dawn and dark. But it's also forever and judgment. That day, time, while, and years. It's judgment, which I found pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Because these angels, these fallen ones, were were put there for this and it's letting you know for this very specific season this time and it's for judgment i just love how a day can be like a thousand years a thousand years can be a day yeah the patience see i thought we were at the end of the six thousand year coming into the the seventh we're like right there i know there's there's different interpretations but yes we are definitely almost at the end where we know we will see the son of Adam coming out of the clouds for his millennial reign. I just wanted, this is really short. I think it's only two minutes. I just wanted to show this just to, it was another little take on the Euphrates. It's very interesting and lines up with what we're talking about. So if you bear with us, it's only about two minutes long. If it'll play.
All right. I did hope it? you guys had sound. I don't know if you could hear it or not. Hopefully you did. I'll have the link in the description after the show if you couldn't hear it. I hope you could. But if not, I do apologize about that. The interesting part was where it said that the water had to be dried up so that the uh, they could advance on dry land mm -hmm. for the battle. So, the time of the end, Daniel 12, 1 through 4. And at that time shall Michael, Michael stand up, the great prince, which stands for the children of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone shall be found written in the sepher. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the expanse. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But you, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the sepher even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and the knowledge shall be increased. Do you have sound now? Hopefully they have sound now. Yeah, luckily he was basically just reading the words that you were seeing on the screen, but right. hopefully we've got the sound fixed. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven and swore seven oaths by him that lives forever, that it shall be for a time, times and half and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O Adonai, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for these words are closed up and sealed till that, till the time of the end, which is where we are. Are. And that is the end of tonight's presentation. Part one. Part one. And um, I do realize what happened. We didn't have the audio shared on that PowerPoint. And we normally will mute ourselves when we play a video so there isn't any feedback. But unfortunately, we needed that to be on so you could hear the video. Oops. So Well, it's in. You'll put it in the description. I'll put the link It's in. just a little two minute long. Little snippet but he's, of the Euphrates. He just said exactly what what we were reading mm -hmm. on the screen. So sorry. But yeah, definitely. I, I was talking to Ben earlier and he mentioned the video that just recently came out, Messiah 2030. And uh, I've been meaning to watch that. I've heard some good reviews about it. I'm going to check that out as far as the timeline. And so uh, do check that out if you haven't as well. I know Ben was watching it. He said he's going to try to watch it again and take notes because it is so detailed wow. so yeah, we'll have to watch we'll that. Check that thank out. you for sharing it and next week be sure to tune in for part two because 
it will be amazing going through the seven thunders and the remaining part of the six mm -hmm. trumpet. It, it was just so much. So we are so thankful you guys came to hear us tonight um, to be iron sharpening iron. We'll finish the rest of this next week. We I'll even be... got a little visit from Leo. He's not always <laughs> uh, camera friendly, He's but not. he came I don't to get comfortable today. Um, I'll be back in the morning for morning manna. Please join me then. And then tomorrow night we will have our Friday fellowship leading into Shabbat. So mm -hmm. lots going on. We love you guys. Uh, pray that you are have Shalom tonight and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom everyone. Shalom.